Well, hey there, it's Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've been exploring how we can face the darkness in our world and in our lives by taking a closer look at how the people of Israel came out of the darkness of their time in slavery in Egypt. Well, in this episode's sermon, we're going to get a little bit more practical. In this episode, we're going to talk about what we can do to shine a little bit of light into this darkness in our world and in our lives. And it all starts by being different from the world around us. So let's get right into this week's sermon. So we just finished up with an ordination, a time where we set apart one of our own members for a special position, a special service inside of our church. Together, we ordained Ray Reber as a deacon. Now, this word deacon has become a powerful word inside of the life of the church. But like many of the words in the life of the church, we don't often stop and explain what the word deacon means to us. Now, when I think about what it means to be a deacon, I can't help but think of the first time that I ever remember meeting an actual deacon. Okay, now I grew up in the church, and I know every church my parents ever attended had deacons, but I still remember the first time I remember meeting one of them. It happened when I was still in elementary school, and at that point in my life, my dad was stationed out of state, leaving my mom to take care of four kids on her own. Well, it was the middle of winter, and my mom had gone to church for the Wednesday night services, and when the services were over, she headed out into the parking lot, She got into our van, she was getting ready to come home, but our van wouldn't start. No matter how many times she tried to turn that key over, the engine just wouldn't start. Well, fortunately for her, she was at church. So somebody there offered her a ride home that night. Well, that night, what had been a cold winter turned into a snowy winter as well. And the entire family was stranded inside of our house. So there was no way that my mom could get out to make it over to the church to have our van towed or to even have it jump started. Now, I don't know if you've ever lived in in a house with four growing children, but let's just say that supplies don't last very long when you have four growing kids at home and they are scarfing down everything that they can find inside of the refrigerator because they're bored and they don't want to be at home. But lo and behold, there in the middle of a winter wonderland, someone comes knocking at our front door. It just so happened to be our family's deacon from our church. He had heard that our car had broken down, and he knew that we had to be stranded inside of our house because of the weather, so he took it upon himself to come out to stop by to see if there was anything that he could do for us, even offering to bring us back some groceries. Now, to this day, I couldn't tell you if my mom actually took him up on his offer to buy us groceries or not, but I'll never forget that he stood at our door with the snow still falling around him, offering to take care of my family. I've remembered that moment for close to 30 years, and I've remembered it for so long because it was just so different. That deacon did something that day that I never would have expected. That deacon did something that day that no one else probably would have done. That deacon did something that day that set him apart from the rest of the world. And you know what? That is part of what it means to be a deacon. 
But that's also what it means to be a Christian. From the very beginning of our faith, God has wanted his followers to be different from the world around us. And God has wanted us to be different from the world because our world is filled with so many things that break God's heart. That's what we've been talking about over the last few weeks here at Melbourne Heights. We've been talking about all of the darkness that exists in our world today. Darkness that ranges from terrorism to sex trafficking to systemic racism to mass shootings to childhood poverty to the opioid epidemic and more. All of these things break God's heart. And God wants us to be different so that we can shine His light into all of the darkness. God wants us to be different so that we can shine His light into the darkness. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to be different so that we can shine His light into all of the darkness in the world around us. And in the scripture that we're going to be reading this morning, God's going to tell us how we can be different. So go ahead and grab your Bible, whether you've got a printed one like mine or an app on your phone, and turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, we're going to start reading together in verse 1. Here's what it says. Then God spoke all of these words. said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters underneath the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sin, even to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commands. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you may work and do all of your tasks, but on the seventh day it is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it, not you, not your sons or your daughters, not your male or your female servants, not your animals or the immigrant, the stranger who is living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them in six days, but he rested on the seventh day. That's why God blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God is giving you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor. Do not desire your neighbor's house. Do not desire and try to take your neighbor's wife, his male or his female servant, or his ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Now, we commonly refer to this passage that we just read as the Ten Commandments. And it might just be the most well-known passage in the entire Old Testament. But have you ever really stopped to think about why God gave the people of Israel these commandments? Well, I think the Ten Commandments are God's way of telling the people of Israel that they have to be different. They have to be different. They have to be different from everyone else in the world. I mean, just stop and think about the place that the people of Israel have just left. 
They had been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. And in Egypt, there was a king, the Pharaoh of Egypt. And the Pharaoh of Egypt, he believed that he was God. In the Pharaoh's mind, there was no higher power than he. In his mind, there was no greater authority than he had. And we've seen through the story of the Exodus that we've worked our way through over the last few weeks how the Pharaoh's absolute power absolutely corrupted him. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine ever being at a point in your life where you wanted to enslave tens of thousands of people just so that they would serve you? Or can you imagine being at a point in your life where you were so scared of what someone else might do to you somewhere down the road that you ordered the execution of their children just to protect yourself? That's what the Pharaoh does in the book of Exodus. He lets darkness creep into his life. He lets darkness creep into his kingdom. He lets darkness creep into this world. And he does it because the Pharaoh thinks that he is a god. So in the Ten Commandments, God tells the people of Israel that they have to be different. He starts out the Ten Commandments by telling the people of Israel that they have to remember that there is only one God. There is only one God, and that is the God who has just delivered them from their 400 years of slavery. So he tells them that they must never act like they are the Lord, like they are the God over anyone or anything else. And then God tells them exactly how they can go about that, how they can keep that proper perspective, remembering that God is God and that they are not, and God tells them that they can do that by putting nothing, putting no one, no thing before God in their lives. God tells them that they can do that by refusing to worship anything else besides God. God tells them that they can do that by treating the name of the Lord with respect and refusing to try to bring God down to our level. God tells them that they can do that by honoring the Sabbath and by keeping that day holy. And yes, part of what that means is that they should take time to worship the one true God. But part of that also means that they have to realize that the world doesn't need them to keep working seven days a week for the world to keep moving along. And of course, the Ten Commandments doesn't stop there. Because God doesn't just want the people of Israel to treat Him differently. God wants the people of Israel to treat everybody else in the world differently too. God wants the people of Israel to treat each other, to treat the entire world differently than anyone else in the world does. And again, I'll remind you that this story takes place in a different time than we live in. This story takes place in an age of clans and empires. So in this period of time, everyone was programmed to take care of themselves, to take care of their families, to take care of their own countries first and foremost, and to not worry, to not be concerned, to not care about what happened to anybody else. But God tells the people of Israel that if they want to let his light shine into the darkness of this world, that they have to be different than that. And again, remember the place that the people of Israel had just left. They had been in slavery for 400 years. So for 400 years... No one in all of Israel was treated with any dignity or respect. For 400 years, no one in all of Israel 
was treated like a human being. For 400 years, the people of Israel, they were beaten. They were abused. They were forced to work and do as much as they could until they couldn't go forward anymore. And then they were disposed of by their Egyptian slave masters. For 400 years, the people of Israel had to worry that anything that they had that they valued could be taken from them by somebody who was just a little bit higher up on Israel's food ch- on Egypt's food chain if an Egyptian wanted an Israelite's animal or their clothing or even their wives they could just take it away from the people of Israel without any repercussions without any remorse so God tells his people the people of Israel that they have to be different they have to be different They have to treat each other and everyone else in the world differently than the Egyptians had spent 400 years treating them. And God tells them how to do that. This is where the Egyptians beat you and abused you and even executed the people of Israel. God tells the Israelites not to kill, not to murder anyone. Where the Egyptians would take anything that they wanted from the Israelites... God tells the people of Israel not to steal, not to commit adultery, not to even desire anything that their neighbor owns. Where the Egyptians refused to treat anyone in all of Israel with any amount of dignity or respect, God tells the people of Israel who to honor. Honor your parents. Honor each other by refusing to spread malicious stories or say mean things about each other. And God tells us all of this for a reason. God tells us all of this because God wants us to be different. And God wants us to be different because being different from the world will make a difference in the world. Being different from the world will make a difference in our world. And who doesn't want our world to be a little bit different, right? Who doesn't want our world to be a little bit different than it is, right? Who doesn't want our world to be a better place? Who doesn't want our world to be a place that is a little bit more loving? Who doesn't want our world to be a place that is a little bit more forgiving? Who doesn't want our world to be a place that is filled with a little more kindness and a little bit more compassion? But these things don't happen if we act like everybody else inside of the world. The people of Egypt have shown us what the world can act like, the way that they abuse, manipulate, take advantage of other people. The things that we want, this difference that we desire in the world, it can only happen if you and I start acting differently. If we start acting like God wants all of us to act. So, Miss Ray, sitting back there, if I could give you one piece of advice to help you as you enter into this new role, this new position of a deacon in this church, I'd give you the same advice that I would give everybody else that is sitting in this place. If you want to follow God's call for your life, if you want to serve this church the way that God wants you to serve this church, if you want to be everything that God created you to be, 
you have to be different. You have to be different. We all, every one of us sitting in this place, we have to be different from the world that surrounds us. We have to be who God wants all of us to be. We have to do what God wants all of us to do. And by being different, you can make a difference in the world around you. But it starts by understanding that you weren't made to be like everyone else. It starts by realizing that we were all created to be something more. We are created to love God with everything that we have, all our hearts, all our soul, all our strength, all of our mind. And we are called to love each other like we love ourselves. That's what it means to be different. That's what God has set all of us apart to be. And God does it because he wants you to make a difference in the darkness of this world. Let's pray together. God, we are so thankful for the chance that we've had to be in this place this morning and to worship you. We thank you for the ordination that we were able to be a part of this morning as we set apart one of our own to serve in a new and a different way. We're also inspired and encouraged by Ray and her willingness to step forward into this new role and her commitment to serve in a different way inside of this church. So God, let us see her. Let us see the example that she sets let us try to follow her. Mostly, God, we pray that you help us to follow you. For you are the one that truly called Ray apart. You are the one that calls and sets each of us apart. You're the one that wants all of us to be different. So let us be different. Let us be filled with your hope, with your peace, with your joy, with your love. Let us shed that into this world. Let us let your light shine brightly. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, it's Adam again, and thank you for listening to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that you've been challenged to be different, to look beyond yourself, to find ways that you can help others, to let God's light shine through you by committing yourself to loving God more and to loving other people more. Now, in our next episode, we're going to continue to talk about how the people of Israel came out of the darkness of their slavery in Egypt, but we're going to change our focus a little bit. Instead of focusing on how the people of Israel faced the darkness, we're going to start talking about how God overcame the darkness, and we're going to start by digging deeper into the 10 plagues that are recorded in the book of Exodus. Now, that episode will drop next Tuesday, and if you subscribe to our podcast, it will be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. But before I go, I just want to remind you that we are not supposed to only be hearers of the word, we're also supposed to be doers of it. So I want to encourage you this week to find ways that you can be different and see the difference that you can make in the world around you by committing to love God and to love others more. We'll see you back here next Tuesday for another sermon podcast, and I hope that you guys have a great week this week.